Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine. Press your luck and join the city of whatever the hell this is and what? Vegas vacation. Yes. What happens in the pit podcast stays in the podcast. <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like. Well, uh, this one, uh, probably one of the... I unexpectedly enjoyed this. I... This is my I, favorite out yeah, of all of them. I, this one is. Yeah. Still hate Clark as well? Yeah, you know. He don't. still doesn't learn a goddamn thing. No. Well, I, I do think it's funny that they reversed the roles with his wife. Yes. the one with the temptation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Nick. I'm Kaz. I'm Dan. I'm Joss. And hey, this one here, starring the similar cast, but some really, really decent people here. And actually, probably the best Rusty. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> the kids are, what, different every movie? Yeah. I hardly recognize you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, starring Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Randy Quaid, Wayne Newton, Ethan Embry, and Wallace Shawn. Yep. And, uh, God, I'm looking at that. Even, like, when Wallace Shawn came out, we're like, who the hell is that? I'm like, oh. Vicini. Yeah. He's Vicini. Yeah. So about four different characters in Star Trek. Yeah. 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 He's mostly Grand Nagus Zek. Yeah. 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 It was one of my favorite memes I ever saw. It was, it was a new picture of a new baby who looked just like Wallace Shawn. Yes. Yes. You, know, you see that? It's like, don't you think the baby's first word will be despicable? Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> Shit, I both fucked that up. No. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. I do not think the it word, means what you think it means. Yeah. The word, <laughs> first word will be inconceivable. At least, you know, it looked look just like him. And I mean, at least, it, you know, it picks up from where it left off. You know, they have a new house again. Yep. Yep. Because, of course, we do. Yeah. Because he, and, he made it so milk could last eight years and cookies four years. Yep. Which is horrifying. I don't know, man. It, it sounds better than the... Uh, wasn't there a, a YouTube video or something about a guy eating World War II rations or something? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you're thinking of Ashens. Like, one, yeah. his, one of his things is eating incredibly old and expired food. <laughs> I just remember somebody eating, like, World War Two or was it Civil War rations, too? Or there was hard tack <clears throat> involved, I think. I think there was World War II rations. I remember seeing that. <laughs> I remember seeing. I remember seeing that in general. But I mean, this one I gotta ask, Joss, why is this your favorite? It's my favorite because out of all of them, you get different perspectives. Yeah. And I think mostly because Ethan Embry's in it, and yeah. I had such a crush on Ethan Embry <laughs> in like the nineties. So. That I think has a lot to do with it because I've seen this one probably God, maybe twenty or thirty times. It's one of this one is actually one of my comfort movies. I was going to say it sounds like a comfort. Thing it is. For you. I'll put it on in the background if I if I'm doing something else. He's going to pierce himself shut one of these days, but hey, it makes him happy. Yeah, yeah. this one is. Did it hurt? No, no, no. He likes eating through a straw. What can I say? <laughs> this was the first time I saw it. Me too. I've I've seen it before, maybe not the same amount as yeah, Justin. Yeah, I can quote this movie. Yeah, yeah, I can quote. Yeah, but I would say the Randy Quaid is probably the funniest in this damn movie. Oh, he's great in this. Oh I, god, I miss like yeah. non psychopath Randy Quaid. Yeah, because he was he was good in this. He was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, like, I roared laughing when he found out Wayne Newton's in front of him. Yes. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a fan, this gross, sweaty, yeah. desert redneck. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because the, the whole time, he just looks wet. Do you need a bodyguard? I'd die for you. I'd die for you. <laughs> but it's just his general shocked face is hysterical. Yes. It's hysterical. Like, you could do that just with the sound off, and it would be even funnier. Yes. I want to know what the heck he was eating that was that blue slop. <laughs> yeah, oh, the, this the, was more flammable the beef than for the, the chicken. One. Want some? Oh, that, yep. <laughs> do you have a grill? No. No, don't need one. <laughs> yeah, you just throw the chicken on a rock and it cooks. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, yeah, that's another one that I lost my damn mind on. Yep. Uh, the um, or his daughter's a stripper as well. Yep. That 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 one I cried, but you know when he did club do it, Areola. She, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, we're not being subtle at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she got the moves of daddy taught her. No, she got her. She got her mom's looking daddy sense of balance. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I, I did like this one, but it did come up at first, you know, where starting at the beginning of it, you know, there's the food preservative uh, that keeps things perishable for years. He's is pretty, he got it approved. It's pulling back in from Christmas vacation uh, that the um, sizable bonus came in. Yeah, he yep. actually got it this time. Yeah, and the bonus here is enough to be able to pay for the new one. I mean, like, you gotta wonder what happened to the pool. <laughs> that he, like, <laughs> well, dude, they sold the house. Yeah, they sold the house. The pool take, went with the house. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know, Clark could probably be a person to take the pool with him. Do we ever see their backyard? Yeah. We don't. Yeah. So maybe the pool's there. Yeah, maybe they got the pool that way or something. I mean, we did figure out last episode how much money he actually makes. Shoot, makes a lot. You know, it's a it's a lot of money. Even even where nineteen ninety seven money, it's pretty good. Well, the the fact of the matter is, they after you realize how much money he blows at the casino, yeah, he basically tells them that he blew all of their savings. Yeah, right. So they had twenty something thousand dollars, twenty six k, twenty six k, twenty three thousand or something like that worth of savings in their bank account. Yeah. God, I wish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at least we're, we're kind of good with that. But, I mean, I, I understand those days when there's nothing. Right. There's nothing. Like, you go ahead, pay some bills, and there's six bucks in your account. Yep. Yeah. I oh, you know how that happened. <laughs> you know how that happened. Well, the bills are paid, but, uh, ow. Yeah, ow. The no, bills are paid, but we're going to be eating ramen for about a week and a half. Yeah. Ramen's yeah. delicious, though. Yeah. After the third day, it kind of loses its luster. Yeah, Thirty-three cents a pack. You get it, it gets old. Yeah, yeah. So he announces. He announces to his family that they're going to celebrate that. They're going to celebrate his bonus by going to Vegas and renew his wedding vows with Ellen. And once again, has not talked any of this out with anybody. Yeah, I, I was just kind of surprised. Like it's. His families, the kids are just like, oh, there's nothing to do there. But then he, exp- I guess, then he explains it's more family friendly now. So I, I'm assuming he's <laughs> implying there's more shows and stuff to see. Well, he's got a brochure that has like a fi- happy family on the cover. And he damn near murders like six kids on his way home while reading it while driving. 
It's like that. Yeah. I know it's I know it's supposed to be slapstick, but my God, I hate Clark Griswold so much. No, I'm, I'm with you. The fact of the matter is, he's basically driving my car. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. I essentially he's driving, have driving the your same big, your big red my SUV. big red SUV. Okay, here's a question: Since mm. National Lampoon was like, was it like Mad Magazine, like comic book comic strips? I've only ever seen like covers of the actual magazine. To be quite honest with you, I've never read it, I'm just so I don't know. Yeah. Was the Griswold family like originally a story? I don't well, know. Well, I, I, I know it so. came from stories that John Hughes wrote. Uh, you know, at least, uh, I don't know whether it was articles that he put into National Lampoon or... Or if National Lampoon was just like, this is right up our alley, let's... I, I don't think it, it... Yeah, I don't think they it evolved there. In some ways, National Lampoon was evolved was involved with it. I mean, it's, you know, so the excitement wanes, you know, and they're, now they're going to go to Vegas. However, Clark says they're heading to Vegas there, and um, his daughter and Audrey have their doubts, as Vegas is not known for a family-friendly atmosphere, although Rusty is, like, more enthusiastic because he's he, a teenage boy. He's a teenage boy. He he's also just, wants to gamble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then at some point when they're there, he sees the stripper sign and is all like, yeah. 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 <laughs> But, I mean, it's, it's, Vegas is not like what New York was, you know, where there was, you know, where there was adults, you know, yeah, there was a, you know, or strip clubs on Times Square, you know, at one point in time, but that's no longer, that's no longer the case, but I mean, it's. Yeah, there's giant TV screens and, um, I don't know, you can go get M&Ms. It's, it's jarring in Times Square. It's kind of jarring in my opinion. Well, you weren't even alive when it was all porno theaters and stuff, so... No, but I mean, no, but what it is now, from what you're saying, with the screens everywhere pointing oh, yes. towards Times Square. Especially it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you're stumbling and around, and all of a sudden there's giant screens looking at you, like, what the fuck? Bright lights and yeah. video ads everywhere. Yeah. Life was fun. <laughs> no, I've, nev- I've never been to Times Square. Yeah. It's no, not the only the only time I've been to New York is driving through it on the way to Florida. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not horrible. It's but, just you never yeah. know what lane you're supposed to be in, and no yeah. matter which one you're in, it's probably the wrong one. You drove yeah. through New York City. Yeah. Shit. It's, I feel like that's the kind of thing you should try to drive around. It's where we picked up a nail in our tire and then had to stop oh. fifteen times in Connecticut on the way home. Oh. Uh, yep. Wasn't pleasant. Connecticut, also known as Limbo. Yeah. Yeah. Purgatory? Connecticut alone sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And just sucks in general. So they go to Vegas, the family embarks on the series of misadventures that we're kind of used to at this point, attending the Siegfried and Roy show, which brought back good memories. Siegfried and Roy, we've got, well, we've got Siegfried and Roy that makes it look like they actually use real magic and not uh, stage magic. Because it looks like it makes it look like Clark is actually turned into a tiger and then transforms back towards the very end of the show. Although that was a that was one of those little jokes I actually appreciated. (laughs) That's the kind of like magic shows that I enjoy, like the ones where they have like the kind of built in oops, we goofed it up, we did the magic slightly wrong, and now this happened kind of kind of joke. Like, um, the amazing Jonathan. Yeah, a lot of stuff like that. Where his his hand, his like sleight of hand stuff was him pretending that he fucked up the trick. Yeah, but he was actually you know 
Yeah, it's that kind. It's that that kind of humor. That kind of like magic show is one of my favorite things. That that scene is just funny because it, he's like, "Okay, look, I I can do this stuff too." Like, "Oh, look, do you know where my thumb is?" And they're both <laughs> looking at each other like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" It's and like he, sick the tiger on him. Yeah, I was just wondering if it was going to turn into a he got kidnapped plot when when the um when the mom keeps looking around and wondering where See. he is at. See, when I did it, Dan, I thought of you because I saw this. You're like, oh, the enjoyable part of the movie with Chevy Chase is not in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> For a good chunk, it's like, and he's gone. <sighs> <laughs> or, you know, or anything else that happened. And when you see this, I'm looking at that, I'm like, okay, this is dated because Sigrid and Roy are both gone. Right. Mm. Are both gone, and they were retired for quite some time. And I don't remember which one it was that got mauled by the tiger. I don't, rem- really? I don't remember. Yeah. And then one of them has since passed away. If yes. I both of them did. Have they both passed yeah. away? Oh, yeah, both of them have, uh, have passed. But, oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but they, relatively uh, recently too. Yeah. yeah, both of them have. But I mean, one of them was in really bad shape. But I mean, they do yeah. have actually an interesting story. Um, you know, to look it up in general to see how they got to where they were. Mm-hmm. A couple of German immigrants that found a way to entertain people. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Some more involving tigers? Yeah. Yeah. They just how, get a hold yeah. of some tigers. Yeah, they worked their way into the circus. Uh, yeah, they worked their way into the circus and helped, you know, got into their Vegas act. It was really a good attack. Yeah. 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 And uh, so then they go visit <laughs> and Eddie shows up. Because he just so happens to got... Have been gifted some government land where ready where Houston's head stage bomb. It's like yeah, I got that defective plate in my head, and then you know the government gave me some some land out in the desert. And, I mean, every time I belch, the plate shifts and my legs give out. But you know, <laughs> I mean, that made me crack the fuck up. <laughs> when he actually belches and falls backwards, hey, but it's the, it's the back end where he just let it down, and Chevy's looking like, what the heck? He looks over, he's like, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. Like that. <laughs> Yeah, that that was crack up. Did or, that ever come back? Yeah, because like, oh, at one point he's sitting at the buffet and his yeah, eyes start going eyes in different directions, and he just kind of like whacks the side of his head and moves the plate. Like, yeah, all right, I'm good. I'm back. <laughs> but I feel like that should have amounted to some kind of plot point or something. It's like Chekhov's uh. head plate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the. Um, it's like the plate in, uh, in uh, Pete, Pete, Pete. Pete. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was thinking that. up Mexican yeah. radio. Yeah. <laughs> or other things or, or different mag- signals. Or, yeah. to put a note on her hand. Yeah. When mm. my mom got her knee replaced, we tried to see if a magnet would stick to her knee, but it turns out titanium <gasps> is not magnetic. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. It's not fun doing that, though. Yeah. Yeah. So when they visit there, they go north, and there's so it used to be a hydrogen bomb site, and... The beauty of this one scene alone, where the even you know cousin Catherine is pregnant again, but she's been testing fertility drugs. Okay. I guess this one works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are they even cooking the like chicken seven. on the side of the rock? It's like let's get the babysitter out, unload the snakes. Yeah. Come on, kids, uh, round them up. Yeah, I'll keep them busy for a little while. <laughs> the flash floods and the. Then the windstorms, the homeschooling. <laughs> snake pit. It's a box of snakes. Just have the kids catch snakes. Oh and I God. caught another snake. Just put it in the pit with the rest of them, honey. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, and then they go on the tour of the Hoover Dam. <laughs> stay, stay here for the damn tour. Yeah, take all the damn pictures you want. I'll be damned. Yeah. 
<laughs> We're going to get some bait. damn bait. Yeah. And they get some damn bait or anything like that. Okay, fine. And the clerk gets separated immediately because he's just not listening. Because he's an idiot. No, because he, he poked something and a leak started. Major leak. But he could have listened and said, hey, if water comes through the rocks, just don't worry about it. Mm. So I think he thought he caused the leak and he didn't want to get caught. He did. He caused yeah, an even did. worse leak. He did yeah. cause the leak because we hear on the on the TV later that there was a massive flooding in an underground tunnel. And then the, it caused a four-foot drop. A four-foot four drop in the reservoir. Yeah. And, like, at first uh, he gets some gum from his daughter and chews it up and tries to put it in. But then it's not acting the way he expects it to because... Because it, it blows a bubble. Yeah, and another That was happens, funny. So he just yeah. kind of gets caught up in this uh, situation. And then before he knows it, after he's gotten it good enough, it, like, where'd everyone go? Yeah, then he, yeah, then he gets fully lost. And it's like it's like when you're playing like a, a first-person shooter and you get kind of panicked and turned around and you just start going through doors. Like, I don't know where the hell I'm supposed to go anymore. He's just, like, just barreling through shit. And for some reason, this place is, like, empty. And he ends up outside because... Uh, of outside he does. at the bottom of the Hoover Dam and, like, and decides and to climb it. Oh, God. Because he's a, a genius. Because this is yeah. a great idea. I'm a genius. Well, the guy's involved shot. with food preservatives just to keep food going and lasting well, he longer. Be preserving his own life. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. I was just to make some kind of joke like that, but then when he's up and you know, and he's in the, or it's just part of it was just the trailer shot, right? You know, of just looking, or he's on the side of the Hoover Dam, and he's oh, this isn't bad at all. This is steep. Yeah, <laughs> and then like oh. there's the power, uh, power yeah. lines. Yeah. Yes. They're hanging yes. on just like gym class, one hand in front of the other, inch by inch. Why the fuck can you do that? <laughs> No, you have to have a body strength. And you have to notice, and you have to notice that you know, no, none of his family is at all surprised. Yeah, to right. See him yeah. Out there. Yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're distressed, but they're just like, mm, yeah, yeah. That's that's. He wants us. Yeah, yeah. There's ours, and they just wait on the other side, wait for him to climb up. And he's like, okay, let's go get drinks. And the next night, they find out, and which allusion alluded to earlier is that. Uh, uh, Ellen is just really in love with Wayne Newton, <laughs> and he and he reciprocates. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Newton sees her in the, like the hallway and sends her like a dress and tickets to his show for her whole family. And I love how like Audrey figures it out immediately. It's like, guess we know who sent the dress. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, or Clark totally friggin' denial. Yep. Nope. No clue. Like, oh, look, Wayne Newton's hitting on mom. See, that's how they treat their high rollers. <laughs> Clark, you are not a high roller. You you are, you are. I hope you're not, or right. else you've been doing a lot of gambling behind um, everyone's it's like, back. Yeah, you are wildly, wildly unmedicated think, and you need he, to seek help. He's with their, uh, the term I believe is a whale. I know that's like a gaming term. Yeah, it's yeah. he's a customer who's uh, who spends a lot of money. Oh, yeah, the uh, whale. They also the call those marks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, whale is also used for people in um, in higher education systems. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you how I know that, but um, I have a relative who's involved in higher education. Mm. You know, so they want to try to get somebody who will be in the college or be somewhere, and then uh, and just siphon off money from them mm. as much as possible, so they could use it in other places. Yeah. 
So I look for that type of a whale per se. Um, but yeah, he is definitely a whale. And I mean, he, he, I mean, there's some stuff that he does like Christmas vacation where it's like, okay, he's screwing up the lights or something and, or, you know, car, you know, ready to carve a turkey that's just full of air <laughs> or, you know, right. other this... stuff he does with a giant tree that, you know, can be harmful to some, but, but this, this is, is dangerous. This is dangerous. Like he's, he's going in, dipping into all of their money because he's become quickly a gambling addict. Yeah. Because he just wants to show up while it's showing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's, yeah. Because he's got, because his his ego is so goddamn fragile. Well, his, the whole thing, the first thing he does too is when he gets there is he puts $5 into the, uh, the, the, um, slot machine at the very front of the hotel. And he's like, oh, they always put the ones that pay out at the front of the hotel. And it's like, no, no, they don't. don't. None of them pay out. Those are the ones. You're never getting an actual jackpot. No. You might get it. You might get like a little. And like from a, what I understand too of, of Vegas machines specifically, they tighten their machines very, very, very tight, mm-hmm. so they don't pay out. Right. Especially in Vegas. Right. Like it's very specifically. They they're very specific about this. It's like you might get a token thing. Yeah. The one time I went to a casino, those were not. How slot machines work. I don't know if this is a time difference thing, but they're... Oh, no, there's, they still have the old school machines that do that. Really? Yes, the actual, they do. The ones with the actual um, mechanisms. Yeah, though? they do. Because the ones uh, I've seen are all digital. Okay, they all, lines okay. everywhere. Now they have digital happening. machines, but yeah. Foxwoods Casino actually still like, had a couple of them yeah. that were old school. You had to. They had them in a very specific spot. I don't know if they still have them, but as of at least 10 years ago, they still had the old school ones where they had the... The, pull the lever, the pull I remember the lever those, yeah. and gave me fifty dollars worth of quarters. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a pain. It just keeps going. Yeah. You it's have like, no this idea because I, was, of metal. because I was standing there going, "Oh my god, how am I going to carry around fifty dollars worth of quarters in a fucking bucket?" Yeah. That was You're just dragging the thing. Oh, it was so heavy. <laughs> I brought it directly to like the cash place. I was like, "Give me money." It's like, like real money, not like coins. Money. It's like hey. now, now casinos, they give you printouts and you can get like yeah. printed out proof that you're terrible at gambling. You're right, like, yeah. Here's <laughs> 27 cents. Like, final balance, eight cents. Like, yeah. There, well, there I'm are people who actually walk around in casinos who grab those tickets and bring like a stack of cents to the cash office and have people like give them what the totals are. People actually walk around and do that. Yeah. I I have seen it happen. Yeah. I mean, the one time I actually had some luck in the casinos, mm-hmm. I was with my grandmother, and I think I've said this before on the show, have you ever had a chance to go go on a senior citizen bus? Yep. yep. Was, I've been on yeah, multiple. Great. I mean, I was the yep. youngest person there yep. by about 50 years. Yep. And, you know, I think several people swap pills, swap pictures. I, I have you beat. Yeah. I have you beat because yeah. I've gone on bingo tours. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yes. Yeah. So I have you beat because I used to go with my grandmother, God rest her soul. But I yeah. I used to I, go with my grandmother on yeah. bingo tours. So. I remember I went and it was one of the things was like a scene out of a movie. We're about halfway in the middle of the bus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she didn't want to be right up front with the driver. She didn't want to see anything, but she didn't want to be all the you way in the back. Be nerd right up in yeah. front of the bu- at the front of the right bus. yeah she didn't <laughs> want to be all the way in the back because then she had to wait for everybody else to get off so she's like let's yeah. go right in the middle i'm like okay fine you know i'm just kind of tagging along and paying for the whole thing so sure mm. 
you know, no problem. But then this guy gets onto the bus at Foxwoods and he says, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Foxwoods Casino. I know you're all professional gamblers, and we want to welcome you to a fun-filled day. All the Sophia Petrillos behind me all go in unison, go, I can't hear you. And then you hear, like, 50 to 60... Uh, just, just, yeah, just and like the chorus. 50, yeah, 50 to 60 hearing aids turn on at once. And this lady, I will swear this on my grandma's grave, you know, pulls her horn out of her purse and sticks it in her ear. Yeah. What? Oh my God. Wow. And I'm like, what am I How in for? How old are you? Oh, I sincerely walked into a Looney Tune. Yeah, what is happening? At this here? point, most of that bus is dead. Mm, oh, probably. Almost, or if not all of them are dead. At this point, because most of them were in their 80s or 90s then. Oh, yeah. So if yeah, they're still alive, then you know they're actually evil. Yeah. <laughs> fun, yeah. And then they're fun as hell, though. But really, it was... I see it, but I do see the dangers in it. Because I remember I went one other time, and I went for a charity event a friend of mine had, you know, to do this. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, it was $30. You got a $30 ticket to play with. Yep. And you got all you can eat buffet. I'm yep. like, all right, I'm just gonna eat at the buffet and I'm gonna try one hand. Okay. Or something or whatever I did. And I put the thirty dollar slip in there, hit some buttons and popped out fifty bucks. Okay. Yeah. And went, I'm I'm done. Mm. I don't know how that happened or what happened, but I'm okay, I'm fine. And then we ate the food and I just walked around with a couple friends of mine and we just watched people. See, I usually you're, you're used, luckier than me. Yeah. I used to used to go to the um the arcade. Yeah. Cuz uh specifically Foxwoods yeah. has an arcade. Yeah. Well, at least it did. Uh that you could go to. So I would go It's like it's like an arcade in the sense of a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. yeah. There's no actual like game. I vaguely they remember that. Had, yeah. They yeah. had an arcade that was an arcade yeah. arcade. Yeah. Yeah. Before it turned into the Dave and Buster's arcade. Yeah. They had a a regular arcade that actually had a 3D game that was a lot of fun, but you needed four people to play it. Mm. Um, yeah, th- I used to go to Foxwoods a lot with my grandparents. Nice. So, yeah, well, my grandparents were gamblers. Yeah, skills so, of a mismatch. Yeah. What can I say? Uh, Mine too, yeah. <laughs> I went to a lot of places. I've, been, I've yeah. been to pretty much every casino in the state and out of the state that's in the area. I have been to them. Nice. Because I had grandparents and aunts, Dan can attest to it, that... It's a gamble. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Clark Griswold's in a spot here. I mean, it's just, I really felt nervous for him because I mean, I'm the one that would give into impulses like that. If you take me to a casino, I know when to stop. Yeah. And there are times I have to be pulled. If I fall into something like that, I have to be pulled out of it. Mm. You know, and not when we went to, Twin River or whatever that one time. Yeah, and you and said, let's go home. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were there maybe an hour at the most. Cause I don't even think it was that. Yeah, because I couldn't figure out how to... When I went to Twin River, I won enough money to buy a laptop. And that's ah. what I did. Great. I, mean, I have ridiculous luck. I yeah. either win or I lose. But when I win, I win big. Yeah. Good. I mean, good. I mean, we did that. We won. When I won my grandmother, we won really big. We had 50 bucks in between us. I think we each walked out with just the shade under what we had to pay. Mm-hmm. I think it was like five ninety eight, five fifty apiece. Nice. So, I mean, we did. It was really, it was, you know, considering the dividend, I mean, it was like 20, 30 times more than what yeah. we walked in with. So That's we're not bad at all. 
Very good. Um, you know, so we're the Wayne, the Wayne Newton concert. Does anyone remember when they sang this song in a Burger King commercial? What? The song that they're singing about the uh, what the spring? Th- oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> loving you. Yeah, yeah. loving you. Yeah. And I'm like, how are they going to do that high note? I'm like, oh, Beverly D'Angelo's going to do that note. You know, which is that high thing. I never heard you say high notes that loud. Wasn't Minnie Ripperton the first one to do that song? I don't know. It was the first time I've ever heard you hit that note. It's just like, well, it's the first time anyone's actually done anything to her to make her hit that kind of a note, if you follow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Nice underhanded joke. Right? Yeah. Nice underrated joke. So the next day, they're going through everything, and you know, Clark says, "Why don't we have an all alone day?" Because yeah, because he wants to go and try to recoup all of his losses. Because of course, he's due for a win. No, you're not. You never do for a win. The house yeah. is going to win. Stop. Yeah, but the house only wins until you hit him with a golf club in his weird preservation tube. No, that's Mr. House. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know or, that if you attack President Kimball in that and go back to House, he'll ask you, why did, what, what, what in God's name possessed you to attack the president? And you could say, he tried to make me pay taxes. And then House will be like, hmm, understandable. Ah, When they have the all alone day to try to figure out what they can do, and Clark becomes addicted to gambling and usually tries to lose to the sneaky snide blackjack dealer named Marty, and we gotta get into Marty. Yeah, he had a good time with whoever the lady was before him. Yeah. I, I think, like, I want to say her name would probably be Brenda. She seems like a Brenda. Oh, no, you know who that was? It's like, I've seen her in stuff before. She's... Yeah. Her name was Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. Okay. You know, it was Wendy the Snapple Lady. Oh, oh my shit, god, right. Wendy! Yeah. God, that's that's right, that. and her name was Wendy in this, too. Yes. Oh, yes, it was. Was. I recognized her immediately. I'm like, yeah, that's... I recognized that's... her, but I didn't know why. I couldn't yeah. figure okay. out why she was so familiar. That's the Snapple, from those Snapple commercials yes. back a billion. She's like the Snapple, like, uh, like yeah. receptionist at the, at the... She's answering Bingo. the phones and shit. Yeah. Okay. Bingo. I don't remember yeah. those commercials. I do, yeah. yeah. I don't remember the content of them, but right, I can yeah. see her very yeah. clearly. yeah. It's Wendy the Snapple Lady, and then she was on a weight loss show, actually, three to four years ago. Was she? Yeah, trying to lose the weight actually did pretty well, but it was one of the things, because I used that clip when I was teaching clients, and she had to, she lost 20 pounds, and they had, they made her hold 20 pounds of plastic fat. Oof. So that doesn't sound fun. No, it's not. But then walk a and walk with it um, around a track with the plastic fat attached to her. Yeah. Was this was, was this Biggest Loser? No, it was celebrity. It was celebrity fit, fit club. club. I remember this yeah. because um, yeah. sounds abusive. Because Bam, Bam Margera's dad had yeah. to do it too. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, and they had to do that in order to see how much fat they lost, right. and they walk around with it like, "Oh my god, I feel like I've lost everything." Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, and they were like, "Oh wow, are you gonna make us do that?" I'm like, "No," because I said the same thing. It is an abusive power. Right. It feels fucking. It abusive. is abusive to do. Like you can hold it, and you can say, "Look, look how much weight you actually did lose," but you have a thing called a scale. Right. <laughs> a scale to, could you show you. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to. I, I think they made there was another one that they they put oranges. Yeah. In a bag, and they put in like a backpack, and they made them climb a hill. Yeah. With it. And now, I think Bam, people, uh, Bam yeah. dad had to climb yeah. with it. 
Yeah, it's just, and that's what it is, is for TV. Yeah. The best for way TV for Bam Majera's dad to lose, like, what, 200 oh, pounds he lost is, to, is to cut Bam loose entirely. Right. Yeah. That's how you lose about 200 yeah. pounds. Or just sit on the toilet and watch him beat the shit out of him. I'm going to be kicking my dad's ass all day. Uh, I don't like that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I have no idea what's going on now. Yeah. It's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. No, no. Yeah, Viva Stay La Bam is not exactly high art. No. What? I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. You don't, you don't know. No. Don't worry about no. it. You're better off. I'll, yeah. I'll be completely honest. Uh, yeah. You, you, didn't, you weren't forced to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Now, Rusty. And, oh, here's a good part. Rusty <laughs> buys a fake ID from a fake sort of Frank Sinatra lookalike. And just like his dad, he doesn't bother to look at the goddamn thing. Yeah, did anybody recognize who the actor was, too? Yes. Um, I can't remember his name, but yes. Uh, Played Artie. The strongest man in the world. I still couldn't Toby see Huss. it. Even when you yeah. told me, I still yeah. couldn't see it. Oh, I saw it right away. It was, to- it was Toby Huss. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like, so, but he, t- he takes the pseudonym of Nick Papa Giorgio. Nick Papa Giorgio. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> just like, yes. He's a, he's a software salesman from Yuma. Yeah. <laughs> I got a family, kids back at Yuma's great. Yeah. So it's not just, he doesn't just do that right away. First, he gets the fake ID from him, then he tries to go to a place to gamble, and then he tries to buy a drink from <laughs> oh, yeah. the and they, black guy. And kick him clean yep. out because he's got an ID of just some random black dude. Yeah, and then when he goes to get his money back, that's when um, the guy like takes his picture with the frame that looks like the license. Yeah. But how do you get away with doing that right in the strip? <laughs> I want to know how it ended. The, the license ended up with a white background when it was just a hole cut out, and you could <laughs> right? see the script right. behind him. Well, see, once These you're on are the strip, small inconsistencies. <laughs> once you're outside a uh, outside a casino, anything goes. Yeah, or if you look at the really, yeah, yeah. I mean, how did they really get that? Or we're thinking too much about a movie that. In day and age of cell phones, where everybody has surveillance in their pockets, and we all have it in front of us, yeah, we're th- yeah, we're thinking too much about it in a uh, in a movie where a kid wins four cars and just gets them without actually having to pay the tax. Yeah, four. It's, yeah, it's not fan- the movie is not fantastical. Yeah, although so I do I do like, like that he easily wins a lot. That's always more enjoyable. And the fact that Clark Griswold is still alive, I'm pretty sure, is a fantasy trope at this point. Yeah, true. <laughs> Especially, what is it, 17 or 13 years since the first movie? Uh, first movie came out, what, 83? So, 14, 14 years. 14 years. Yeah, 14 years since the last one. And you know, then they tried to redo this again in 2015, right? Yep, yeah. it's called Vacation. Yeah. It's called Vacation, and it's following Rusty. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. his family. Well, it's with Ed Helms, too, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I mean, let's give Ed Helms credit. He actually is pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. Christina Applegate's wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I know he was really excited about that. I saw some interviews. I think I considered seeing that. But I didn't it, realize it was like vacation as vacation. One of these movies. Yeah. Also, didn't realize that uh, Chevy Chase and uh, Beverly um, D'Angelo, Beverly D'Angelo, were in it. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were going to show up. Yeah. The um, let's see. So where are we here? So Audrey starts hanging out with the with Vic cousin Vicky. Who's the exotic dancer? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> see, she starts to find herself, and they're trying to treat this like it's a bad thing. It's just like, if she's enjoying herself, let her do her thing. Yeah. She's not actually stripping. No. Herself. no. no not that I have an issue with that either. Yeah. You want to yeah. strip because you want to strip? Go for it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I just didn't like she was dancing in the cage. At right. The, and, and the, the other thing, the only other thing that I was a little like me about was the fact that I think she's underage. <laughs> that's, that's the only other thing is I think she's 17. Yeah. They never really say it. They say that she's yeah. going to, she's going yeah. to college next yeah. year. Yeah, so, yeah. But, so I think she's 17 or 18, but I think she's right on the cusp of being underage. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I was kind of like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did say at the beginning they're under 21. They are They are under 21 and she's going to college. Yeah. They they make the assumption that um, Audrey and Rusty are twins, but they yeah. never actually flat out say it. They yeah. said, do you remember when you're babies and we used to you know roll you right. into each other? So they yeah. make the, the kind of assumption that they're twins at so, this point, but yeah. we don't know. Although I could relate to that one who's on Rusty goes like, can't you just roll me around the room again? Right. Can't you like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. Right. Although the part that was funny that made me crack up was when they're calling the kids' rooms and they're right next door. Yeah. With a with a good fake out there. Like, Mom, we're right over here. Well, Can't they we were, just get our own rooms? When they were laying on the bed, I was and I was like, hey, do you want to watch Cheese or Snow? And Dan started laughing. <laughs> I don't watch Cheese. I'm sorry. I, I, I love stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid yeah. documentaries like that. They're just like, yes, I do want to know how they make cheese. Let's yeah. let's go watch yeah. uh, how it's made on Discovery Channel and oops, oh, sweet me away Sandman. Yeah. Let's watch how they make crayons. It looks fun. Yeah, yeah. That that show is like the greatest cure for ins- insomnia. Yeah. No, that would put yeah, no, you're right. You'll put me to sleep. Yeah. Watch that show. It's like, you know, I'm actually very curious about <laughs> <laughs> Is that a compliment to the show or an insult? It is the most Canadian thing ever, and I'm gonna say it's a good thing. Because <laughs> I'm not sure putting people to sleep is what they're going for. It's like, you know what? I do want to know how they no, make hockey pucks. You want to know how to put me to sleep? Put Space Mutiny on. <laughs> I will fall asleep very easily. What is Space Mutiny? It's a Red Brown movie. Roll Fizzle Beef. <laughs> Slab Hard Chunk. Oh, oh, well, that's actually a good leeway back. Because speaking of a weird slab is when they, uh, Alan visits Wayne Newton's house. Okay. Uh, oh, now... Okay. <laughs> he likes to keep his instrument finely tuned. Yeah, <laughs> and he looks like a damn raw piece of steak. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I had a family friend who used to wear a gi like this of an American flag. <laughs> and it's the cheesiest freaking oh, thing in so the world. Funny. But, I mean, it does look kind of cool on some people, and some people cannot pull that off. It looks like something Elvis would have worn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, the, the skinny Elvis or the big Elvis? Does it matter? Yes. Really, yeah, yeah good, good point. Yeah. The all Elvis. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> or, eternal Elvis. Or as Peggy Bundy would say, Elvi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, so you should make, like, elves that are elvish. Elvis. <laughs> There, if you want to do something different with fantasy elves, there, there you go. There, they're culture. That's actually a really funny idea. That is the, the culture of the the elvish. <laughs> well, that's an entire gang in um in New Vegas. Yeah. Oh, that makes the, sense. The kings. Yeah, yeah, that is like is school of, of uh, impersonation, <laughs> and they turn it into a religion. But that makes sense for New Vegas. But they're not elves. No. But yeah, I do remember. Enough, they had enough mobs and they can be. They had a really cool outfit you could loot off corpses. 
<laughs> I've been fighting, uh, I've been fighting with mods all morning, yeah. so don't. Yeah. No worries. So I mean, we have that. We're uh, you know, and to summarize some of this, uh, Clark gambles away the family yeah. fortune of twenty two thousand six hundred dollars at that point, and uh, Ellen's furious because the alone day is really just you know okay, it's just you know. And she does have a good thing when there's a comeback for her. I wrote a line down in here, but I couldn't remember it exactly. But, you know, as when you find the Clarkers while I'm married, you go tell them I'm over at the Mirage. Yeah. Oh, because he's like, oh, let's get married now. And she's yeah. like, I haven't said yes yet. Yeah, I haven't said yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, fine. Somebody's giving them back for shit. Right. You know, like, so, I mean, you know, everybody really is so, finally sticking it to them. Just if we ever do get to go to Vegas. Mm. We need to get. We need to do like a remarry thing, yeah. but we need to find the cheesiest, goofiest <laughs> chapel to do. Oh it. no! I want Absolutely. an Elvis impersonator. Like, yeah, I want, I want an Elvis bizarre. impersonator to marry me. Yeah, like, that's that's a, <laughs> absolute. Absolute. I need that to happen. Yeah, like that's that is a stipulation. I want the random Beatles impersonators in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So you guys only three though. Like, there's only three. So yeah. Yeah. you guys have been together longer than the real Beatles. Yeah, yeah. I seriously well, thought that talk. the one at the end was the guy who, who played Fez. Yeah, <laughs> I seriously thought he was. I kept looking at him like, "Is that Wilbur Valderrama?" No, oh, yeah. he would have been a. Baby. I don't think it was. Yeah, he would have been a. Baby no, because no, because he was. Nineteen ninety-seven. He would have been. He would have been on that seventy show. Yeah, yeah, that seventy show was around at that time. Yeah, was that? It was. It was very. Yeah. Mm. Excuse me, while I age like. Uh, <laughs> Like the end of Sable Crap. He would have been, um, been on or just about to be on that 70s show. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure it's not Damon, him. Yeah, 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 you have chosen poorly. Yeah. <laughs> and then we turned to death. <laughs> this, oh. is, this is old math. Yes, honey. This is old math, yeah. Yes. Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. That, that makes you feel old. Shut up, kids. <laughs> Get off my damn lawn. <laughs> I was at uh, I was at the laundromat yesterday. Oh yeah! I saw a kid, maybe eight years old, playing with pogs. Yeah, pogs. He got very upset about this. I was apoplectic <laughs> with rage. I was at Did the kid. Do anything? No, I didn't even talk to him. I just saw pogs, and all of a sudden, just like my entire brain just went eh. Just went old. Well, it was like me at the concert the other night. Like, I'm at a concert, and I'm looking at all these kids, because a lot of them were in college. So and you I'm were like, the oldest one there by at least a I was not. The woman who was standing next to me was eight years older than me, so it was fine. You know that you must be old if you call college people kids. But they are kids. They're like, they're like they're 12 babies. year olds. They are babies. <laughs> when I saw the girl get kicked out for underage drinking, I sat there and went, ha, because you're stupid. <laughs> Not for drinking underage, but for being caught. For getting but, caught. Because I am, I am no moral compass here. I just thought you were stupid for being caught. It's like, Joss may be the mom friend, but she's like that mom that's done some stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. I have done yeah. lots of things. It's like, Not this all is a, of them this are good. This is a stupid yeah. idea. How do you know? Trust me, trust I know. Me, <laughs> trust me, I know. There are ways around that. You're just dumb. <laughs> You should have had your friend hold it, have a straw in it, and just take sips out of the straw. You're fucking ah. stupid. See? I know my way around shit. You're just dumb. <laughs> She's upset. Can you tell? She got herself kicked out of a really awesome concert. That's all I gotta say about that. My point is, right. more concerts for you. It's, right. like a, it's, it was, like a, it's like a pie. It was fine. My point is, though, is that I'm looking around at all these kids and all this, the stuff they're wearing, and I'm like, this is the 90s. What the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything specifically 90s except for Blossom Hats, which is early 90s. 
maybe later yeah, on. Like, no, like, like remember the guys? So. Remember how the guys? Yeah, girls used to wear blossom hats, but guys used to wear like the fisherman type hats. Yep. Yeah, the those are hats, fucking right? back. Yeah. The bucket hats for guys are back, and I was like, why? Yeah. And I, why I, did I, that style come back? Let's yeah. go get a Kangol hat. Seriously. I stopped wearing it seven years ago because my bucket hat started to wear out. Well, they're back now. You can get a new one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did any, yeah. Does anyone wear those big cat in the hat hats? Give it Those some time. We, we haven't quite got, gone all the way around the horn to raver culture. No, again. we haven't. <laughs> we'll get there. Give it time. We will get there, and I will have another pair of trip jeans. Yes. Yeah. I will time. probably okay. never wear them outside of the house, right but now, I will have them. Right now, the wide leg pants are back. Yeah. High waist, wide leg. That's in right now, but they're also high waters, which that's confusing me. Yeah. See, I just, why high I just waters, want the guys? trip jeans again why, to have the, the why, straps. Why do I have to see your ankles? Yes. I'm not sure why I have to see your ankles. I don't want to see your ankles. Why am I seeing them? Can somebody explain that? You're clutching your pearls right now. No, not that way. I just, oh, I just don't. No, I, I just don't understand the trend. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Why? I don't. I don't want to. Is it because you don't want your pants wet? I mean, that I can kind of. Understand. Maybe. I mean, do they that wear was a bane of those socks? pants. Yeah. Because they no, they're not wearing socks. Oh. But, what? Uh, they're not really wearing socks. They're wearing anklets, so you still see their ankles. What? So they're wearing okay. like they're wearing like um. Aren't they cold? I don't know. <laughs> It was cold yeah. out. I can see their ankles and they're either wearing Chuck Taylors or like Doc Martens with the really thick soles again. Guys, you're going to fall. <laughs> I remember, How do I know? Because I fell. I remember like one of the last times I was out in really nice weather, I saw this this like college age girl walk past. She was wearing like short shorts and like a midriff exposing thing. Shorts. And then like in the past, I'd have been like, all right. But then I was just like. Young lady, put some fucking pants on. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just like, this is what happens when you age. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a girl, I swear to God, it was really fucking cold last Saturday, okay? And I'm outside in line, and I was one of the first 150 people in line. You know what that meant? We got in early. It was awesome. But you know what else that meant? I got to see everybody else. And what happened was there was a girl who got on an Uber, and she was wearing a freaking halter top and really short, like, short, short, short skirt. And no, like, no, no, coat? like, no, no coat. Definitely was, not, because I saw everything. And I don't care about her wearing nothing. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. It was 40 degrees. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like you're going to freeze your bits off. And I was one of the hundred, uh, first 150, which means there were lots of people behind me. And that meant she had to go back there. It's like, young lady, like, you're going to freeze your bits you're off. You're going to freeze. You're gonna Girl. have a bad time. <laughs> Girl, what you? Your pizza you... and you should have French fried. What were you doing? <laughs> oh. And my friend Kimmer, who's standing next to me, and I'm like, look at this. And he's like, I appreciate the thought, but what's wrong with her? <laughs> I was just going to add to that. Is one of the things I was thinking of is when you have Audrey and Vicky where they get the go-go dancing job, but when they're dancing on the signs... Yep. Yep. At least it's warm there. Yeah. I can appreciate the fact yeah. that it's warm. Well, yeah. doesn't it depend? Because deserts get cold. Yeah. Deserts get cold it at can night. Get very cold at night. So it really does depend. But they're they're at the um yeah they're at the uh the the, the, neon, the graveyard. neon graveyard which, which I want to visit so bad. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm. It's just the party in there. Oh, it's just, it's 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 like a little slice of. Fallout? It's a little, yeah. yeah, it's like Michelangelo's thing in, in New Vegas. Yeah. 
And, you know, what I love this is that where they find that, speaking of a fallout thing, is where Eddie is trying to help Clark out, but then find out that he buried all the money he had in their yard. In their yard. And then he forgot where he buried it. Watch yeah. out for scorpions. Yeah. Watch out for the scorpions. And then they dig up some kind of food or something. It's in the cans, the yeah. type of cans. So you ban coffee. Yeah. Like, you can just straight up eat that stuff right out of the can. Yeah. Put so sprinkle on anything or whatever. Oh, God. Uh, ice cream. Mashed potatoes, or eat it, eat it raw for a quick pick me up. Oh <laughs> so it was coffee. I, I missed you know, that. we've got that instant. We have instant coffee in the. Now I'm cool. Yeah. Instant coffee. <laughs> we use it. We, we use, use it for curry, curry, and that's it. <laughs> I can just picture Clark Griswold on caffeine. No, no, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Eddie. On caffeine. Yes, please. Yeah, that is the entertaining. Uh, yeah. Is there a motorcycle procession? Uh, apparently, we're at Sturgis. Yeah. What? What's oh. Sturgis? is a large motorcycle uh, yeah. uh, event festival yeah. that goes on in New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, she know the chime in on that one. Right, Bubba? Yeah. Fine, right? Uh, the, where he buried the money, he tries to rescue Clark Griswold from doing anything, but then takes him to a local casino of okay. just okay. the shit casino Can here. Can we talk about this games. casino? Yeah. Oh, the best I games. don't know if this casino actually exists, but God, I hope it does. Yeah. <laughs> I want to walk in and see the guy just glaring at me with un, like unrestrained disgust behind the guess the number. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that was just Arms crossed, stare at this abject disgust. He looks like, like my mm-hmm. cousin. He looks like yeah. my cousin Ken. I yeah. swear to God. So yeah. What was the deal with this casino? Why was it all... Because it's back. It's yeah. off the strip. Yeah, it's out in like it's, Henderson it's like or a, something. Yeah, it's yeah. like a back-end uh, casino. Yeah, it's off the strip a bit. You know, how, many, how many other casinos are you going to walk in and be able to play war? Yeah. Oh, war. <laughs> oh yeah, my son and Rusty and I play this all the time. War win. War Wait, wait, war? wait, wait. Oh, wait, no, draw more cards. Yeah. It is gone. Yeah. War, bet again. Yeah. So, uh, they go to the rescue of the local casino. I, I, I like the fact they have, like, it's like, it's like uniforms the waiters would have at an all-you-can-eat buffet yes. in the 70s. I also want to play Rochambeau. Yeah. Uh, like... For money? No, yeah. we're talking real Rochambeau, or we're talking the South Park Rochambeau. Yeah. Where I just like, yeah, I kick you in the nuts real hard, then you <laughs> kick me in the nuts no, no, until no. one of us falls. I'll yeah. go first. Oh. Uh, let's not do South Park. <laughs> <laughs> What's the not South Park? It's rock, paper, rock, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh. Rochambeau is just a fancy, fancy. I actually thought it was just a kick in the nuts. No, thing. no, no. Oh. Or they try to do the. But I like the fact that, you know, Eddie's like, Eddie's out of money now. They're all money and they're trying to figure out, he's like, wait a minute. I fucked up here. He's so like, I've never it's fucked up. It's not about, to- it's, yeah, it's not yeah. about money. Yeah. It's about my family. I gotta go get my family back. Oh, really? And then he's like, what about my money, Clark? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shoot, I gotta do that. I just lost money too. What the hell? You know, what the hell happened? But then uh, Clark realizes he no longer cares about money, but needs the family back. And what did he do? Steal a tour bus. Mm-hmm. Because that's a great idea. Because that... To then smash it through Wayne Newton's front door. How do you know where it was? I don't because know. Because Ellen told him that she was going to be at Wayne Newton's, and I'm sure at some point, because I'm purely conjecture here, uh, she told them where it was going to be. 
No, he said he said it when they met up earlier. He said, "Oh, they gave it to the name of his uh, mansion or something." Oh, he they invited us here. He's like, "Oh, that's my home." Right. You know, here. So, I mean, as he stole a tour bus, there was probably something there. And they get there real fast too, which implies that this kind of palatial estate with manicured lawns is somehow on the Vegas Strip. They or nearby, yeah. Or right near it. Yeah, or nearby there. But I do, I do like with Randy Quaid, you know, shouting out everything. Like, oh, there's that casino, that casino, that casino here. No, except Wayne Newton's house. Ooh, <laughs> and everybody goes, ooh. Yeah, they're all sick and scared. They're like, okay, fine. But then when they crash into it and Wayne Newton's like, what the hell? He's like, oh, go sing something. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and it's the here. So the... Uh, and then they, they yeah. track down, they track down Rusty, who has kind of... Become ingratiated to the mob. Oh, I love I love Rusty's arc though. Rusty can, can catch up in mustard colors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we gotta teach you how to dress, Papagio. Uh, Papa Nick. Nick Nick Papa Giorgio's life is hysterical because he wins. He's Rusty is very lucky. Yeah. He yeah. wins money at the casino very easily. Winning a car. And then he, he's a high car. roller at yeah. craps. Yeah. He, he gets a penthouse. He, he gets a penthouse suite for rollers. free because he's a high roller. And he wins a lot of money at the casino. Um and so he throws a lavish party and he's in a, a hot tub with a bunch of women. And then he. F- oh no! You. This is Nick. This isn't Rusty. Oh no! 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 And he just he literally oh, no. pulls he's Rusty out of the tub by his hair. hair. <laughs> he's a C plus student. So at least you know, like I can understand Clark Griswold. And this is where I kind of felt old. I'm like, okay, he deserves it, but. But I was there, I'm like, maybe I'd give him a minute just to kind of enjoy it and then see him later. <laughs> at least that's the way my parents would have done. Like, did you have fun? Yeah, but okay, I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, I just, I remember going to a party once that ended up being an overnight party, and I didn't realize it, and I got stuck there and did, couldn't sleep the whole night because I didn't know where I was and I was terrified. And by the time I got home in the morning, my parents were quite cross with me for yeah. being out all night without really telling anyone. This was the time before cell phones. Yeah. So they wouldn't let me go to sleep. How did you get stuck at a party? <sighs> College. Yeah. Oh, did you get a ride and then you couldn't get uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. I was there with Ginny and Joe. Remember yeah. them? I do remember them very uh, yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. I, and they know each other very well. Yeah. They, they got to know each other very well on the couch in front of a bunch of people. Ew. <laughs> uh-huh. I remember a friend of mine told a story, and I'm kind of fabricating this ever so slightly because it's on the internet. But um, where she got drunk at the age of 12 with friends and there was this big picture, you know, there's this window of, you know, instead of a store, (laughs) instead of a uh, screen door, Mm -hmm. you know, a glass doorway window there. She fell through the window and it was two o'clock in the morning, and the only thing she saw was the light of a cigarette in her mom's, uh, her, on, uh, of the ashes on her mom's cigarette. Uh oh. And then realized, like, oh, okay, and then she was too drunk to say, I'm sorry, so she kept saying potato. <laughs> what? That's not even related. Like, like, potato. Potato. That doesn't even sound anything potato. like that. Potato. Oh potato. Well, <laughs> the thing is, you know that story, too, and you know the real one. 
Hey, what? Yeah. I do? Yeah, I'll tell you off mic to remember it. Um, Names yeah. were changed to protect the yeah. guilty. So, uh, so they sit next to the elderly man. They're going to figure out what to do. They're broke. They got oh, no they damn in, money. We forget to, to run in and grab Audrey. Yeah. They, oh, yeah, they grab her. At the, <laughs> they grab her at having, Club Areola. Yeah, she's just having the time of her life. Yeah. And they come in just like, no, no, you <laughs> must sublimate yourself to the rest of the family. You cannot have your own. You know. They grab her out of her yeah. cage. It's just she's cage dancing. The kids are really kind of having a good time with it. And they're like, oh, we went here to find ourselves. And when Peter Clark's trying to be able to get everybody together, they're like, why? Why? They're like, why? No, it's not fun with you. It's, you know, we're really doing, we're doing better without you. Ooh. You know, which just stung a little bit. But I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're all kind of doing better without them. And, uh, you know, where they sit next to an elderly man. Just like, you told me to get a summer job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the elderly man, you know, compliments the family and hints that he's very lonely all day and out of sympathy. He tells the man, hey, you're a part of the Griswolds now. Oh, they have $2 left. Yeah. And they're going to play Keno. They're going to play Keno with yeah. Sid Caesar. And I'm saying, like, everybody I saw was Sid Caesar. I got so fucking happy. <laughs> I was like so happy. Sid Caesar is responsible for most of comedy from 1960 onward. Because uh, he trained, uh, he his one of his most famous students was Mel Brooks. Uh, you know, and then consulted many others. I mean, his namesake is the reason why there's Caesar's Palace. Huh. Um, and you know, and others and others. When you saw him, and I'm like, okay, do you see his action? Do you see Mel Brooks? Mm-hmm. You know, there as well as when they're doing that action, like, oh, I got the money, oh, I got the money, you like, yeah, like, that is Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. That's elements of Mel Brooks and then the, you know, history of the world stuff. Um, and as the Griswold first, they're optimistic, ultimately they lose the game, they sit in silence together, and the man suddenly, okay, they're happy, great, and he suddenly slips out of consciousness. Ellen Rosie says, hey, let's go ahead and help, and he revives long enough, and then, you know, they... Talked him into it, and I said, I think he said to take the money. He said to take the money, you know, say, and he laughs, and he winks one more time. And then the casino security arrives there. Says, oh, man. No, Mr. He's Ellis, dead. saddest man I've ever met. Yeah. Loneliest man i ever met. Yeah. There, they tell Griswold his name was Mr. Ellis, and as he's carried away, a janitor approaches with a carpet cleaner and heads straight for the ticket. And I think this is a joke that was kind of lost to time where Chevy grabs it by his foot and then pulls out. <laughs> pulls it back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pull above it, grab the damn thing. Like, I think nowadays you would see somebody dive on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, but right. I think it's like, did you would, not notice the yeah. ticket, the winning ticket on the floor with the money that you need? Yeah. And it appears that, you know, it also would have been lost here. But, you know, it's still, I think in a matter of sense, I mean, it, it makes sense they would have grabbed it. Well, they, I, mean, yeah. I mean, considering any of us here that's with that circumstance, wouldn't y'all yes. grabbed it yourselves? Yes, yes, immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. Grabbed it as, grabbed it as it was falling. <laughs> oh, take the ticket. Okay, fine. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Take it. Fine. Let's go. Let's get the hell out of here and get out of this weird experience. Let's go home. Yeah. Although it appears Clark lost here. They have a second there. Last second, they figure out. They get it. They get everything. And with the newfound windings, you know, Ellen and Clark renew their wedding vows in the presence of Eddie's family. 
And the preacher is Larry Hankin. Yes. Who will be back on the show next week. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we have his book, and he, he asked specifically to come back on to tell more stories. <laughs> we had him on for our Christmas special this year, last year, excuse me. But please listen to him, because my goddamn, he was so funny. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm like, it's Larry, great. I legitimately did the, oh, hey, it's that guy. (laughs) Yes, yes. And he does have a new book that's out. It's on Amazon and everywhere else called That Guy, A Cautionary Memoir. (laughs) My God. Does he have a kite with his face on it? That guy, that guy. Although, you know what we should do is we should try to find an instrumental version of that and then introduce him while playing that. (laughs) So, hey, it's that guy. Yeah, without telling him about that, we should do that when we interview him. Yeah, Guy. yeah. <laughs> I think he'd laugh his ass off. But I mean, I was told about you know some friends of mine who have interviewed him as well. Interviewing Larry Henkin is like interviewing a lawnmower because all you have to do is him started. All you have to do is pull the cord and he goes. <laughs> you know, like we had several questions we were only able to ask him three in almost two hours because he was telling endless stories. Yeah, but they were good. They were freaking amazing. Yes. <laughs> they were amazing or about, you know, or, um, or a movie that he had where he was uh, directed Climb by... the Garbage Mountain? That is... Uh, please look up that episode, folks. Because, <laughs> my God, it is hilarious. It is hilarious. I, I, I'm tempted to tell the punchline of that story, but Mike, I, it, oh. oh God, I, I, I couldn't hold myself together. So I mean, wait, I have the cars that he won. So I mean, they have there. They repay Eddie for all the kindness and got everything. He got five thousand dollars back, yep. which is more money that he could understand. Yep. There. So he has a red Dodge Viper. Yep. Rusty won four cars. Yeah, all 1997, a Red Dot Viper, a maroon Ford Mustang, a black Hummer H1, and a Ford Aspire. One of these things is not like... Yeah, Yeah, the Ford Aspire, which is absolutely... One looks like a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, Yeah, which is really just, you know, it's not in production anymore whatsoever. Uh, but it really is just there. But the uh, the Hummers, I've driven one of the Hummers before. <laughs> There's uh, a Hummer that parks down the street. It's bright yeah. yellow and it's pink in the ass. Yeah. I've driven a Hummer before and it's the equivalency, you know, a Hummer H1 is just subtitled too much car. Mm. How the fuck can anybody even drive that on their own? Ask Arnold. Yeah. But, you know, that's the end of it. And they take the cars and head back to Chicago, each taking one separate car on the way home. See, there's a a sign at the end that says uh, Chicago... 1,800 miles miles, or something like that. I don't remember the exact number. But they're really not all that far from... Wally Wally World. They're only like three hours out. It's going to take them like a solid two weeks to get home. Yeah. Shit. Well, and where's, got, and where's their luggage? Yeah, right. Oh yeah, they have no luggage. Yeah, did they lose it. They didn't even pack. They just oh. left from the hotel that Rusty parked his cars at. Uh huh. Okay. Because he parked his cars at like a motel, like a Motel Six. Yeah. Because that's where they're at. Yeah, I, it's definitely off the strip and one of those two dollar hotels. Yeah. In general, but it, it's. Where they were originally at, I believe, 
don't remember what hotel they were at. Mirage? No, yeah. they weren't at the Mirage. Well, originally, yes, they were. Were they at the Mirage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went straight to the Mirage, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... Um, this movie had a lot of production problems. There, John Hughes didn't return, nope. I mean, which... Um, and uh, the... Uh, uh, let's see, National Lampoon stories weren't adapted for this. This was totally an original here. Yep. Um, filming was scheduled for April 1996, and filming began in May, late May, almost June. Expected to be done here while approximately 10 days of work here would actually began in the filming of the Hoover Dam was three days in June 1996, and one scene... The stunt double of Chevy Chase, John Rotba, or Robot M, um, was Robot sweet, Ham? Yeah, it, it pretty much is Robot, Robot Ham. Ham. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the years, um, uh, you know, uh, so swinging the ropes and slamming face first <gasps> oh, into God. the dam. <sighs> yeah. Film crews did take several scenes here involving him being attached to ropes here, but later that month, when it took place at the wedding chapel, uh, the film's producer, Jennifer Jerry Weintraub, and his wife here got married in the uh, got married in the in the mid '60s. They refunded it, and then uh, Weintraub appears in the film as the Gilly from Philly, uh, the gambling friend who befriends Rusty, is actually a producer of the movie. Oh, all right. Uh, and uh, you know there are some good stuff with it here, but the um, uh, you know and I like that I do like the good reference of it is the fact that you know we're there's the fourth set of people to play the Griswold children, and now the fact that he can't recognize them anymore. Yeah. You know, um, the scenes mostly were shot at Casa Shenandoah, and, uh, which is the home of Wayne Newton. And uh, Shenandoah actually is one of the only uh, places here, which is actually Wayne Newton's estate. Um, it's one of the only places in the film that actually still is standing because most of the hotels and casinos have been pro- have been torn down. Yeah, uh, no more Sphinx. No, uh, no. Like I'm, the um, yeah. um, like the the pyramid's still there, but I'm pretty sure the Sphinx has been torn down. I don't know if Treasure Island is still around. I know. Yeah. I know the Sands is gone. Yeah. Um, uh. Hmm. Well. We're just good. Best thing though is that we finally got a Vegas movie. I think we all enjoyed. <laughs> it's most of the other ones, not so much. Yeah, this one I liked because it's like, I mean, again, Clark learns absolutely goddamn nothing. Yeah. But at least you have time to enjoy with others, though. Yes. You know, there's like the last one with Christmas Vacation with the ensemble. Like, okay, he's there. He's being a pain in the ass, but Rusty's there kind of having fun. Mm. You know, you know a little bit more about Ellen. You know, a little bit more about other people that are interesting. You get to see Audrey kind of come into, like, yeah. become, like come online as a human being, especially. Yeah. Because she finds something she mm-hmm. enjoys. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, Clark comes in and just rips her clean away from that. She's yeah. like, oh, you can't be having fun. Or, uh, yeah, and, and Audrey's doing well and Grusty actually has a plot. I mean, with Ethan Embry, I just, I'm like, okay, is he going to write to Jennifer Love Hewitt yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know him from Can't Hardly Wait. I know him from lots of other things. <laughs> oh, I do. I, I know there's, um, what, I, Empire Records. And Empire all, yeah. Records, I know yes. him from something that I'm going to bring up in our uh, IMDb game. Oh, dear. So. Sweet. I know him from Dutch. Yeah. Uh, 
Freaky Links was a TV show that came on briefly in the 90s. Um, or Freaky Links. Freaky Links was such a good show. Oh, it was man. only 13 episodes, but I loved it. I remember Freaky Man. Wow. So good. <laughs> I know. He's also now on uh, Grace and Frankie. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. He's a, he's a character in Grace and Frankie. Frankie. He's a, Frankie's one of his our adopted sons. No kidding. Yeah. Screw it. I know yeah. things. Yeah. All right, now, so we're going to go to fantasy casting or the IMDb well, game, right? IMDb game, because, again, largely the same cast. Yeah. So we're just going to do the IMDb game again, and next time we have a month with repeating casts, we can probably bring it back. Yeah. But we've got one more for this month, so we're going to take a quick little break. Um, oh, let's talk about the, uh, the website. Uh, MovieTheaterTimeMachine.com. Yes. Yes, all professional and stuff. Yes, it's all professional and stuff. Andy, you did awesome. I still mm-hmm. gotta, you know, gotta plug you anytime I can. MovieTheaterTimeMachine.com. You can check out all the links, uh, even the links to our YouTube page. Uh, right up in the front is our interview with Brad Jones, nice. who will be coming back very soon. Yeah. Uh, just working on the getting that together, but it's uh, it's gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. Welcome back. Okay, so this is the point where I take over a little bit here, because we're going to play the IMDb game again. Once again, I have um, shamelessly stolen, I mean borrowed... Uh, the idea of this game from the podcast Flip the Table. Uh, you really should go and check it out. It is a fun, fun time with uh, with four nerds from, from Maine. Uh, so, this is, again, the movies that Dan would rather watch than another goddamn vacation movie. <laughs> uh, also known as the IMDb game. Uh, Dan so, plays IMDb. I'm going to you know go over the main cast from this movie, uh, another movie that they've been in, uh, how many ratings they've gotten, and some keywords from that movie. And then you guys are going to tell me how many stars you think it got to the 10th place. You know, like 5.2, 8.6, etc., etc. So, let's start off with Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. Chevy Chase had a very small bit part in 1985's Follow That Bird as a t- uh, TV announcer. Huh. Mm. He was the one who mispronounced Sesame Street and called it Sesame Street. <laughs> This movie has been reviewed on IMDb 4.5 thousand times. Keywords include On the Run, Slime House, and Flying Upside Down. I don't know what Slime House means, but it's there. I'm pretty sure it's the Grouch Cafe, let's be honest. So, 1985's Follow That Bird, where Big Bird runs away. And uh, well, he gets basically deported by a oh. by a bird version of what looks like Janet Reno, 
and sent to go live with the Dodo family because there are no other birds in Sesame Street. Is and this then he the runs one away. with the meme where it's like we ride at dawn, bitches? Um, no, that one is from the show at some point. The, the we ride at dawn where it's like him and a and it's yeah. like a big bird in like a carriage and he's like chasing children. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that that's from like the show from like a seventies episode of something or other. I don't. Remember. All right, all right, yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen the preview oh, for it. Follow so follow that bird I is that bird. Yeah. phenomenal. That is a yeah. really good movie. Yeah, that was 7.5. 7.5. Yeah, I'm gonna say eight. I was actually gonna go eight point five. So yeah, eight and eight point five. You said, Josh. Yeah. Alrighty, well, uh, looks like Kaz got this one what? because out of those five point four thousand reviews, this this movie only comes up at a six point seven. Oh wow! Which wow. I think is an absolute travesty. That is. And it yeah. be higher. That's why I was right. like, wow. Yeah, it should be much higher. All right. Next well, up. they can't all be the museum one. No, yeah. no, the the so Sesame don't Street eat the pictures. The, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Don't you can't don't they all the, they can't oh, God do that damn. one? You're welcome. We have that on VHS. I, yes, yeah. I, I wanted it so bad that because I love that movie so much. Didn't your mom get that for me? I think so. Yeah, that his mom bought it for me on VHS because I wanted it so you badly. Because it's not on DVD. Yeah. Anyway, can you even uh, play it? No, I well, we have. We do I have, have a VHS. VHS. I have. I have a VCR. I don't have a CRT TV to, to plug it into. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But right. yeah. it's probably a place you can go to get transferred. Uh, probably. Yeah. Next up is Beverly D'Angelo. Same problem I kind of ran into last week. She's done a lot of TV stuff, and most of her movie stuff has been as Ellen Griswold. So she hasn't been in a ton of stuff as a Mm. unique character, uh, movie-wise anyway. Okay. But I did find a movie called Bounty Killer from 2013. Bounty Killer. Bounty Killer. It's a post-apocalyptic sort of situation. Oh, dear. uh, Where bounty hunters are competing for the biggest, like, body count or Mm. something. I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, She plays a character named Lucille in it. I don't think she's top billing in it, but she's in it. uh, 7.3 thousand ratings. Keywords include post-apocalypse, cyberpunk, and F-word. So, uh, I could go with 3.4. 3.4, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say 4. 4, okay. I'll go with 5.3. Okay. Well, Joss got this one uh, okay. for being the closest at a 5.5. Wow. Ah, jeez. Okay. Right. Yep. All right. So yeah, it doesn't look like a great movie, no. but it, do, it does seem to have the Mad Max aesthetic that I'm just like, you know what? You'd probably love it. it. I'd watch it. I wouldn't. It oh, would no. probably oh, no, 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 no. be bad. Okay, it's I'd probably bad it. because I've seen bad post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah. This- there's there's some with um, with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> oh my God! There are some with Dolph Lundgren. Let's just put it out there. Oh. All right. Next up. Comment, man. Next up, Randy Quaid again. Uh, It's not Independence Day this time. It is instead a 2004 made-for-TV movie called Category 6, Day of Destruction. Oh, God, I have seen this. Where he plays Tornado Tommy Dixon. I think I've seen this. You may have. Yeah. 2.6 thousand ratings. Uh, Keywords include tornado, hurricane, and bank robbery. I'm going to go 4.5. 4.5. I'm going to say 3.5. Sound like yeah. a great movie. Mine is 
3.8. Okay. I'll go 5.6. 5.6. All right. Once again, I believe Joss has it because you made it by one decimal point. It's yeah. 5.1 stars. Okay. So you were four off, whereas Nick was five. Uh, sorry, Kaz was five off. Right. So, Joss, you got one more. Oh, and also, I need to. Uh, I didn't, didn't say at the beginning. If you ever get it spot on, that's five, five points, points right there. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, next up is Ethan Embry, played Rusty. Yes. Uh, lots of things. He was in a movie that we have reviewed, Empire Records. Uh, half the table loves this movie. Half the table was meh. Yeah. <laughs> in 1995, he played Mark. Out of 58,000 reviews... Uh, keywords include record store, Atlantic City, and child with a gun. <laughs> I think it's one of those movies that's probably popular, but I hate it. Um, yeah. So yep. 7.8? 7.8. Uh, okay. I got it at Price is Right and say 7.9. 7.9? Yeah. I'm going to go with 5.1 because yeah. I think actually a lot of people don't like this movie. 5.1. Yeah. Okay. Well, the actual star rating, uh, as of maybe two and a half hours ago, when I quickly scribbled this uh, this quiz together because I completely forgot for the past week, <laughs> uh, is six point seven stars, which means, uh, I think this might be a tie uh-huh. between Kaz and Joss. You are the same amount away in either direction. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so we're going to give you both the point for that one. Okay. All right. All right, so I was going to, again, do one for uh, Audrey's uh, actress, Marisol Nichols. However, she's in a lot of, like, dramatic stuff and, like, made-for-TV stuff, and I couldn't find anything with funny keywords. So instead, I'm going to go with Wallace Shawn, who played Marty, the, uh, the, the blackjack dealer and, uh, and Clark Griswold's nemesis. In a little-known kind of indie movie, it actually was an indie movie, uh, 1987's The Princess Bride. I know people okay. love that, so I'm going to go with like 8.7. Where he played Vicini. 8.7? Okay. Uh, this uh, 433,000 reviews. Keywords include pirate, giant, and true of... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, say 8.3 for me. 8.3, okay. And Joss? You have 7.8. 7.8. Okay. Well, Joss gets it by a hair. Uh, 8.0 on the star rating. So, Nick, you were three off. Joss was two off. All right. So, all righty. And for the last one, now this one's a little bit of a stretch. I kind of hurt myself a little bit on this one, but I couldn't figure out how to talk about this movie that I wanted to talk about. Uh, so I'm just going to do this little bit of a stretch. You know, Wayne Newton was in this movie. Wayne Newton is, you know, kind of a lounge singer. He's mm-hmm. got the, you know, the act in Vegas. And you know who else is a lounge singer? Tony <laughs> Orlando. Tony Orlando <laughs> was in the 2002 movie Waking Up in Reno. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He he wasn't in it. Tony Orlando is not in he's it. He's seen in it. He's not. Oh, he's seen. Yes. Okay. He's, he's seen, seen in it. it. He doesn't have the yeah. the kind of role that. I just want to talk about waking up in Reno because it's a good movie. I thought you were gonna say Sharknado Five. <laughs> I really thought you were going to. I'm like, shit. I know that rating. 
No, it's 2002's Waking Up in Reno. Uh, 6.1 thousand reviews. This is a great movie. Keywords include Girl Fights a Girl, References to Elvis, and Monster Truck. I never heard of it. Okay, Waking Up in Reno is a movie starring... um, We got Patrick Swayze, Patrick Charlize Theron, Billy Bob Thornton, and um, um, uh, Richardson, uh, Natasha Natasha Richardson playing uh, Darla. Is her name Darla? Is it Darla? I don't think it's Darla. Like, don't get, don't get near me. You'll spoil my aura. Yeah. It is a hysterical movie. Yeah. You should watch it. I don't think Gina likes it. it. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton getting his comeuppance, oh, too. Oh, he gets the shit kicked. No, no, he doesn't get the shit kicked. I feel so dirty. Not me. I feel zestful. I feel zestful. I'm going to say 6.4 because I never Yeah, I'm going to say 7.1. 7.1. It's, I don't know. I love it, but I have a tendency to like movies nobody else likes. So, um... Mm. Mm. What is Chino's problem? I'm not doing Six anything. 6.3. 6.3? Yeah. Okay. Again, you <laughs> you beat out Kaz by one. Ah! Uh, it is a 5.4 stars yeah. rating. So, this one, yeah, Joss, you got five points <laughs> to Kaz's two, and Nick rocking the donut with a big yeah, zero. I sucked on this one, dude. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you won last week, so yeah, 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 no, yeah. But by luck, I got one right. <laughs> yep, exactly. I got one, <laughs> one right so, because you yeah. said the funny number. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. and true. so that was the IMDb game. Once again, yeah. big yeah. thanks to the guys from uh, from Flip the Table. Um, I would go through all the names again, but <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to goof it up because I'm tired. So uh, yeah, with that. With that, this ends vacation month. We got one more, don't we? No. Oh. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we had one more. Next week it starts. uh, Yeah. That's April. Not April, yeah. And I have some ideas I want to talk to you guys off mic on that one. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. So, listeners, once we know what the theme is, you'll know what the theme is. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry to spring it on you. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. Yeah, it's not like we haven't done that before. I anyway. know, right? so, This was a good one. Happy birthday, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> there. So be good. Take care of yourself. But don't be too good.